Chapter Fourteen of Against the Grain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Against the Grain by Joris Karl Wiesmans. Translated by John Howard. Chapter Fourteen, Part One. Several days slowly passed thanks to certain measures which succeeded in tricking the stomach but one morning des esseintes could endure food no longer and he asked himself anxiously whether his already serious weakness would not grow worse and force him to take to bed a sudden gleam of light relieved his distress he remembered that one of his friends, quite ill at one time, had made use of a papin's digester to overcome his anaemia and preserve what little strength he had. He dispatched his servant to Paris for this precious utensil, and following the directions contained in the prospectus which the manufacturer had enclosed, he himself instructed the cook how to cut the roast beef into bits, put it into the pewter pot, with a slice of leek and carrot, and screw on the cover to let it boil for four hours. At the end of this time the meat fibres were strained. He drank a spoonful of the thick salty juice deposited at the bottom of the pot, then he felt a warmth like a smooth caress descend upon him this nourishment relieved his pain and nausea and even strengthened his stomach which did not refuse to accept these few drops of soup thanks to this digester his neurosis was arrested and des esseintes said to himself well it is so much gained perhaps the temperature will change the sky will throw some ashes upon this abominable sun which exhausts me and i shall hold out without accident till the first fogs and frosts of winter in the torpor and listless ennui in which he was sunk the disorder of his library whose arrangement had never been completed, irritated him. Helpless in his armchair, he had constantly in sight the books set awry on the shelves, propped up against each other, or lying flat on their sides like a tumbled pack of cards. This disorder offended him the more when he contrasted it with the perfect order of his religious works, carefully placed on parade along the walls he tried to clear up the confusion but after ten minutes of work perspiration covered him the effort weakened him he stretched himself on a couch and rang for his servant following his directions the old man continued the task bringing each book in turn to des esseintes who examined it and directed where it was to be placed this task did not last long for des esseintes library contained but a very limited number of contemporary secular works 
they were drawn through his brain as bands of metal are drawn through a steel plate from which they issue thin light and reduced to almost imperceptible wires and he had ended by possessing only those books which could submit to such treatment and which were so solidly tempered as to withstand the rolling mill of each new reading in his desire to refine he had restrained and almost sterilized his enjoyment ever accentuating the irremediable conflict existing between his ideas and those of the world in which he had happened to be born he had now reached such a pass that he could no longer discover any writings to content his secret longings and his admiration even weaned itself from those volumes which had certainly contributed to sharpen his mind making it so suspicious and subtle in art his ideas had sprung from a simple point of view for him schools did not exist and only the temperament of the writer mattered only the working of his brain interested him regardless of the subject unfortunately this verity of appreciation worthy of palice was scarcely applicable for the simple reason that even while desiring to be free of prejudices and passion each person naturally goes to the works which most intimately correspond with his own temperament and ends by relegating all others to the rear this work of selection had slowly acted within him not long ago he had adored the great balzac but as his body weakened and his nerves became troublesome his tastes modified and his admirations changed very soon and despite the fact that he was aware of his injustice to the amazing author of the comedie humaine des Esseintes had reached a point where he no longer opened balzac's books their healthy spirit jarred on him other aspirations now stirred in him somehow becoming undefinable yet when he probed himself he understood that to attract a work must have that character of strangeness demanded by edgar allan poe but he ventured even further on this path and called for byzantine flora of brain and complicated deliquescences of language he desired a troubled indecision on which he might brood until he could shape it at will to a more vague or determinate form according to the momentary state of his soul in short he desired a work of art both for what it was in itself and for what it permitted him to endow it he wished to pass by means of it into a sphere of sublimated sensation which would arouse in him new commotions whose cause he might long and vainly seek to analyse in short since leaving paris des Esseintes was removing himself further and further from reality especially from the contemporary world which he held in an ever-growing detestation 
this hatred had inevitably reacted on his literary and artistic tastes and he would have as little as possible to do with paintings and books whose limited subjects dealt with modern life thus losing the faculty of admiring beauty indiscriminately under whatever form it was presented he preferred flaubert's tentation de saint antoine to his education sentimentale goncourt's faustin to his germinie la certeux zola's faute de l'abbe mouret to his assommoir this point of view seemed logical to him these works less immediate but just as vibrant and human enabled him to penetrate farther into the depths of the temperaments of these masters who revealed in them the most mysterious transports of their being with a more sincere abandon and they lifted him far above this trivial life which wearied him so in them he entered into a perfect communion of ideas with their authors who had written them when their state of soul was analogous to his own in fact when the period in which a man of talent is obliged to live is dull and stupid the artist though unconsciously is haunted by a nostalgia of some past century finding himself unable to harmonize save at rare intervals with the environment in which he lives and not discovering sufficient distraction in the pleasures of observation and analysis in the examination of the environment and its people he feels in himself the dawning of strange ideas confused desires for other lands awake and are clarified by reflection and study instincts sensations and thoughts bequeathed by heredity awake grow fixed assert themselves with an imperious assurance he recalls memories of beings and things he has never really known and a time comes when he escapes from the penitentiary of his age and roves in full liberty into another epoch with which through a last illusion he seems more in harmony with some it is a return to vanished ages to extinct civilizations to dead epochs with others it is an urge towards a fantastic future to a more or less intense vision of a period about to dawn whose image by an effect of atavism of which he is unaware is a reproduction of some past age in flaubert this nostalgia is expressed in solemn and majestic pictures of magnificent splendours in whose gorgeous barbaric frames move palpitating and delicate creatures mysterious and haughty women gifted in the perfection of their beauty with souls capable of suffering and in whose depths he discerned frightful derangements mad aspirations grieved as they were by the haunting premonition of the disillusionments their follies held in store 
the temperament of this great artist is fully revealed in the incomparable pages of the tentation de saint antoine and salambeau where far from our sorry life he evokes the splendours of old asia the age of fervent prayer and mystic depression of languorous passions and excesses induced by the unbearable ennui resulting from opulence and prayer in de goncourt it was the nostalgia of the preceding century a return to the elegances of a society forever lost the stupendous setting of seas beating against jetties of deserts stretching under torrid skies to distant horizons did not exist in his nostalgic work which confined itself to a boudoir near an orlick park scented with the voluptuous fragrance of a woman with a tired smile a perverse little pout and unresigned pensive eyes the soul with which he animated his characters was not that breathed by flaubert into his creatures no longer the soul early thrown in revolt by the inexorable certainty that no new happiness is possible it was a soul that had too late revolted after the experience against all the useless attempts to invent new spiritual liaisons and to heighten the enjoyment of lovers which from immemorial times has always ended in satiety although she lived in and partook of the life of our time faustin by her ancestral influences was a creature of the past century whose cerebral lassitude and sensual excesses she possessed this book of edmond de goncourt was one of the volumes which des Esseintes loved best and the suggestion of reverie which he demanded lived in this work where under each written line another line was etched visible to the spirit alone indicated by a hint which revealed passion by a reticence permitting one to divine subtle states of soul which no idiom could express and it was no longer flaubert's language in its inimitable magnificence but a morbid perspicacious style nervous and twisted keen to note the impalpable impression that strikes the senses a style expert in modulating the complicated nuances of an epoch which in itself was singularly complex in short it was the epithet indispensable to decrepit civilizations no matter how old they be which must have words with new meanings and forms innovations in phrases and words for their complex needs at rome the dying paganism had modified its prosody and transmuted its language with ausonius with claudian and rutilius whose attentive scrupulous sonorous and powerful style presented in its descriptive parts especially reflections hints and nuances bearing an affinity with the style of de goncourt at paris 
a fact unique in literary history had been consummated that moribund society of the eighteenth century which possessed painters musicians and architects imbued with its tastes and doctrines had not been able to produce a writer who could truly depict its dying elegances the quintessence of its joys so cruelly expiated it had been necessary to await the arrival of de goncourt whose temperament was formed of memories and regrets made more poignant by the sad spectacle of the intellectual poverty and the pitiful aspirations of his own time to resuscitate not only in his historical works but even more in faustin the very soul of that period incarnating its nervous refinements in this actress who tortured her mind and her senses so as to savour to exhaustion the grievous revulsives of love and of art with zola the nostalgia of the far away was different in him was no longing for vanished ages no aspiring towards worlds lost in the night of time his strong and solid temperament dazzled with the luxuriance of life its sanguine forces and moral health diverted him from the artificial graces and painted chloroses of the past century as well as from the hierarchic solemnity the brutal ferocity and misty effeminate dreams of the old orient when he too had become obsessed by this nostalgia by this need which is nothing less than poetry itself of shunning the contemporary world he was studying he had rushed into an ideal and fruitful country had dreamed of fantastic passions of skies of long raptures of earth and of fecund rains of pollen falling into panting organs of flowers he had ended in a gigantic pantheism had created unwittingly perhaps with this edenesque environment in which he placed his adam and eve a marvellous hindu poem singing in a style whose broad crude strokes had something of the bizarre brilliance of an indian painting the song of the flesh of animated living matter revealing to the human creature by its passion for reproduction the forbidden fruits of love its suffocations its instinctive caresses and natural attitudes with baudelaire these three masters had most affected des Essaintes in modern french secular literature but he had read them so often had saturated himself in them so completely that in order to absorb them he had been compelled to lay them aside and let them remain unread on his shelves even now when the servant was arranging them for him he did not care to open them and contented himself merely with indicating the place they were to occupy and seeing that they were properly classified and put away the servant brought him a new series of books 
these oppressed him more they were books towards which his taste had gradually veered books which diverted him by their very faults from the perfection of more vigorous writers here too des Esseintes had reached the point where he sought among these troubled pages only phrases which discharged a sort of electricity that made him tremble they transmitted their fluid through a medium which at first sight seemed refractory their imperfections pleased him provided they were neither parasitic nor servile and perhaps there was a grain of truth in his theory that the inferior and decadent writer who is more subjective though unfinished distills a more irritating aperient and acid balm than the artist of the same period who is truly great in his opinion it was in their turbulent sketches that one perceived the exaltations of the most excitable sensibilities the caprices of the most morbid psychological states the most extravagant depravities of language charged in spite of its rebelliousness with the difficult task of containing the effervescent salts of sensations and ideas thus after the masters he betook himself to a few writers who attracted him all the more because of the disdain in which they were held by the public incapable of understanding them one of them was paul verlaine who had begun with a volume of verse the poeme saturnien a rather ineffectual book where imitations of le comte de lille jostled with exercises in romantic rhetoric but through which already filtered the real personality of the poet in such poems as the sonnet rêve familier in searching for his antecedents des Esseintes discovered under the hesitant strokes of the sketches a talent already deeply affected by baudelaire whose influence had been accentuated later on acquiesced in by the peerless master but the imitation was never flagrant and in some of his books bonne chanson fête galante romance sans parole and in his last volume sagesse were poems where he himself was revealed as an original and outstanding figure with rhymes obtained from verb tenses sometimes even from long adverbs preceded by a monosyllable from which they fell as from a rock into a heavy cascade of water his verses divided by improbable caesuras often became strangely obscure with their audacious ellipses and strange inaccuracies which none the less did not lack grace with his unrivalled ability to handle metre he had sought to rejuvenate the fixed poetic forms he turned the tail of the sonnet into the air like those japanese fish of polychrome clay which rest on stands their heads straight down their tails on top sometimes he corrupted it by using only masculine rhymes to which he seemed partial he had often employed a bizarre form 
a stanza of three lines whose middle verse was unrhymed and a tercet with but one rhyme followed by a single line an echoing refrain like dansons la gigue in streets he had employed other rhymes whose dim echoes are repeated in remote stanzas like faint reverberations of a bell but his personality expressed itself most of all in vague and delicious confidences breathed in hushed accents in the twilight he alone had been able to reveal the troubled ultima thules of the soul low whisperings of thoughts avowals so haltingly and murmuringly confessed that the ear which hears them remains hesitant passing on to the soul languors quickened by the mystery of this suggestion which is divined rather than felt everything characteristic of verlaine was expressed in these adorable verses of the fete galante le soir tombait un soir équivoque d'automne les belles cependant rêveuses à nos bras dirent alors des mots si spécieux tout bas que notre âme depuis ce temps tremble et s'étonne it was no longer the immense horizon opened by the unforgettable portals of baudelaire it was a crevice in the moonlight opening on a field which was more intimate and more restrained peculiar to verlaine who had formulated his poetic system in those lines of which des essaintes was so fond car nous voulons la nuance encore pas la couleur rien que la nuance et tout le reste est littérature des essaintes had followed him with delight in his most diversified works after his romance sans parole which had appeared in a journal verlaine had preserved a long silence reappearing later in those charming verses hauntingly suggestive of the gentle and cold accents of villon singing of the virgin removed from our days of carnal thought and weary flesh des essaintes often re-read sagesse whose poems provoked him to secret reveries a fanciful love for a byzantine madonna who at a certain moment changed into a distracted modern cydalise so mysterious and troubling that one could not know whether she aspired towards depravities so monstrous that they had become irresistible or whether she moved in an immaculate dream where the adoration of the soul floated around her ever unavowed and ever pure there were other poets too who induced him to confide himself to them tristan corbiere who in eighteen seventy three in the midst of the general apathy had issued a most eccentric volume entitled les amours jaunes des essaintes who in his hatred of the banal and commonplace would gladly have accepted the most affected folly and the most singular extravagance spent many enjoyable hours with this work where drollery mingled with a disordered energy 
and where disconcerting lines blazed out of poems so absolutely obscure as the litanies of sommeil that they qualified their author for the name of obscene confesseur des devotes mornés the style was hardly french the author wrote in the negro dialect was telegraphic in form suppressed verbs affected a teasing phraseology revelled in the impossible puns of a travelling salesman then out of this jumble laughable conceits and sly affectations emerged and suddenly a cry of keen anguish rang out like the snapping string of a violoncello and with all this in his hard rugged style bristling with obsolescent words and unexpected neologisms flashed perfect originalities treasures of expression and superbly nomadic lines amputated of rhyme finally over and above his poem parisien where des essaims had discovered this profound definition of woman eternel féminin de l'éternel jocris christian corbiere had celebrated in a powerfully concise style the sea of brittany mermaids and the pardon of sainte anne and he had even risen to an eloquence of hate in the insults he hurled apropos of the conlie camp at the individuals whom he designated under the name of foreigners of the fourth of september the raciness of which he was so fond which carbiere offered him in his sharp epithets his beauties which ever remained a trifle suspect des Essaintes found again in another poet theodore annon a disciple of baudelaire and gautier moved by a very unusual sense of the exquisite and the artificial unlike verlaine whose work was directly influenced by baudelaire especially on the psychological side in his insidious nuances of thought and skilful quintessence of sentiment theodore annon especially descended from the master on the plastic side by the external vision of persons and things his charming corruption fatally corresponded to the tendencies of des Essaintes, who on misty or rainy days enclosed himself in the retreat fancied by the poet and intoxicated his eyes with the rustlings of his fabrics with the incandescence of his stones with his exclusively material sumptuousness which ministered to cerebral reactions and rose like a cantharides powder in a cloud of fragrant incense towards a brussels idol with painted face and belly stained by the perfumes with the exception of the works of these poets and of stephane mallarme which his servant was told to place to one side so that he might classify them separately des Essaintes was but slightly attracted towards the poets end of chapter 14 part 1 recording by martin giessen 
in hazelmere surrey